Just in from Detroit's west side, where a driver is shot at 8 Mile and Telegraph in what could be another case of road rage. The shooting then caused the driver to crash. Tim Pamplin is on the scene with the night cam. This breaking news occurring along 8 Mile near Telegraph, that's Southfield on that side of 8 Mile Road. As we turn around and zoom into the woods there, you see the tail lights of a car. The driver of that vehicle shot multiple times, I'm being told, at least once in the head. He was picked up by Detroit police, taken to an area hospital. Now, as I pan down the road, look at all these evidence markers. 16, I think I counted, uh, shell casings down there. Detroit police on this side of the road, checking out the green light camera. I'm hearing this might have all been caught on one of their surveillance cameras. So again, this is westbound eight mile closed at Telegraph as Southfield police investigate this possible road rage shooting, which has sent one man to the hospital with multiple gunshot wounds. I'm right here at the door. You can tell them let me in. I can play no internet games. Tell them that they win. I got he telling Kuan Chill. He get high trying to spin. I ain't swiping so long. I'm about to try. Welcome back to the Broken Home Podcast. Tonight, we have an amazing up-and-coming artist coming out from Detroit. We have LOM Rudy. How you doing tonight, bro? I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't complain at all. Nice, bro. Nice. We always take this right back to the very beginning. Why don't you tell us where you grew up, where you're originally from? Um, I'm from Inkster. Uh, it's like 15, 20 minutes outside of Detroit. Um, it's like a real small town. Uh, it's just like Detroit. Uh three, four different parts of it. Um, I grew up and was raised out there uh, by my mama, mostly. Uh, my dad was in prison for the majority of my life, so I pretty much, um, <clears throat> I don't want to say raised myself because I did have a little help, but as far as, like, teaching myself and, and, and growing up and learning, like, how to hustle and how to take care of myself and be a man, I kind of, everything was, like, self-taught kind of. What about siblings? How about you got bad? You got brothers, sisters? Yeah, um, shit. I got three brothers and two sisters, um, all together, but they are not from my mom. I, I got on my dad's side, I got two brothers and a sister, and on my mom's side, I got, um, the same really two brothers and a sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big family, then you got a big family. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the oldest of my mom's kids, the third kid of my dad's. Did you have anyone to look up to growing up? Yeah, you you were mentioning that you had to kind of do a lot on your own, learn a lot on your own. Did you did you have anyone that was there to guide you in any kind of way? The people I looked to looked up to weren't really like family or nothing. The people I looked up to were the people that were like in the streets hustling, getting money, doing stuff uh, that I kind of like idolized and wanted to be like that. I kind of I don't want to say took after, but kind of like you know, took what they were doing and kind of shifted it into what I had going on to give it my own little taste, I guess you could say. Were they positive role models on you, do you think? I guess it's like half and half, man. I uh, I played basketball like my, my ninth grade year of high school, but I wasn't like great at it or anything. So I always been the type, like, I don't like wasting my time at all. So if I'm, if I can't be like the best at something, I kind of, leave it alone and, and, and go try to find and do something else. It wasn't really like, no, I didn't have any like bad role models. I kind of like never been a, a follower or, or nothing. So anything that I seen, I kind of like, if I wanted to do it, I, I, I chose that I, I didn't really let anybody like force me into anything or, you know, do anything that I really didn't want to do myself. 
Yeah, you didn't let somebody else dictate your behavior, kind of. Exactly, exactly. How old were you when you started fucking with the music? Shit, I started messing with music like 2011, 2012. Uh, I said like 20, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like 20 years old, something like that. What was the inspiration behind that? Uh, all my friends was doing it, and I was pretty much around them every day, and they kept on, like, hinting me to do it and asking me to, and I wasn't taking it serious. So I just was fucking around one day and just tried it one day, and it turned out way better than expected. So I just kind of, you know, took it and ran with it, kind of. Who are some of the artists that you listened to growing up? Detroit music scene wasn't really, like, crazy like that. Uh, I listened to a lot of Blade Icewood, but when I was, like, in high school, that's when, like, Doughboy's Cash Out and Team Eastside, and I was a big fan of theirs. So, you know, <clears throat> them being groups and me starting off, like, in a group, you know, we kind of, I don't want to say, like, mimicked what they were doing, but it kind of, like, was one and the same um, in a sense. So... I listened to a lot of that music. I can't really say who else back back then as far as like growing up. Well, when I was like growing up, I listened to a lot of like mainstream artists. Who is that coming out of Detroit right now? Snapdog. You hear him? Snapdog, yeah. I know Snapdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got so much fucking energy. I've never seen somebody vibrate like that, dude. Yeah, his stage presence is just crazy. He always yelling and all that type of shit. So he got he, he, he an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. It draws you in with it. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, definitely. What is your creative process? Like, do you have to hear the beat first or are you always writing? Um, It depends, man. Um, No, I'm not really a, a big writer. Uh, Sometimes I get in that space, but it depends on how I feel. Sometimes I might smoke. I have to get high. Sometimes it... If somebody want a feature, if they send me over that money shit, that might motivate me shit. If somebody send over the feature one day, I go down there right now and do that shit in 10 minutes, depending on how I'm <laughs> feeling. Uh, so it, it, it depends. Um, I really try not to get in, like, limit myself to a, a specific, like, creative process. Like, I try to, you know, I record myself at home, so... Um, I try not to get too comfortable with that. Like I like going to other people's studios sometimes. Um, like I say, it depends on how I'm feeling at, at the moment. Like I feel like music is like, it's all uh, vibes for me. Like I can hear a, a beat today and hate it. And I I hear the same beat three months from now and make a crazy ass song to it. It just depends on what space I'm in. Yeah, and, and and that music space it's constantly evolving. I notice that the people that have been in it the longest are the ones that can continue going with that flow, can can get in with that new sound. Can, it, yeah, you got to be able to adapt. Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. If you, adapt, if you can't adapt, it's over. When you were a youth, were you finding yourself getting in any trouble or anything like that? Um, yeah, I always man, I've been to prison. Um. I started getting in trouble like when I was like 14 years old all the way up until fucking now. I'm on probation now. So again, like I keep, I, I, I've i never went like a long ass time without being in, in trouble. But it's like this time it's not as serious as it was before. Um, so I've been trying to like this year, I just recently like transitioned to I cut everything kind of cold turkey and it's just been music and legit shit now so i've been just really 
transitioning and, and taking everything from the illegal process over to the to the legal process and you know just putting my all into that and it's kind of been it's been cool it's actually been panning out way better than it's ever honestly yeah and a lot of people they it's it's like they can't see themselves coming out of that illegal ways so they end up getting themselves in a lot of trouble over and over and over again and really it ends up fucking up the focus when they could be right stars you know millions of fans but they're spending all their time in jail definitely what did, what did you end up going to prison for initially it was um what the fuck was it access device fraud uh in 2014 the fucking maintenance man came in my place to fix something and i just had all the equipment and shit just laying out um for whatever reason but while i was on um out on pretrial bond for that, I caught a, um, a over 50 um, manufacturing and delivering charge for heroin. Um, and I played out to like a, what, fuck, a, a year um, that that ran concurrent with my case that I already had. So when, while I was in the feds, my state time ran with that. So I ended up doing um, 21 months altogether for that. From I think I had to turn myself in 2016. I came home 2018. Damn. Is that the longest stretch that you went? Yep, yep, yep. That's the only time I, I've ever been to, like, prison. I've been to jail and shit, but no, that was the only time I've ever been to prison. What was that feeling like the first night you're in there and you're thinking, like, damn, I fucked up here? Or were you just like, whatever, let's see what happens? Um, It was... I. I, like the first night, I really didn't know like what to expect. Honestly, I was getting I was getting myself prepared for it because I had the um, self surrender. I had I had caught my case in 2014. Uh, I didn't have to turn myself in until 2016, so I had knew for two years that I was going to jail already. So I kind of came to terms with it and, and accepted it. But when I got there, it's like it wasn't as bad as, as I thought it would be. Like I knew a bunch of people in there. People knew me already knew of me. So it was like love when I got in there. I felt like a fucking celebrity, honestly, but it was, <laughs> it was cool. I just missed my kids and shit. But outside of that, it wasn't half bad. How many kids you got now? I got four kids now. Three boys. Oh. and a girl. Yep. Congratulations, man. Thank you, did, man. Do, Thank you. Do, do you find now that you got kids, your whole perspective of life has just flipped? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't just think about myself, honestly. Uh, I always think about them when I'm doing stuff. So that kind of like slowed me down and, and put a and gave me a different perspective and outlook on, on what I'm doing now, what I got going on. Yeah. Same with me. When I had my baby girl, it was like like the that fucking day. My whole mm -hmm. outlook, like my my, I don't give a fuck. Went to I'm doing this all for her now. I can't yeah. fuck up no more. Yeah, it's different when it, when the kids get involved. Yeah, for damn sure. Do you have any worries that that any of your kids uh, might come into some of the troubles that you came through when you were around 14 years old? Try to steer Man, them away I from that. I only got that. I only feel that way with one of my kids, man, and it's and it's only because he too much like me but i then again i don't really think nothing of it because he had never be around the shit that i was around so he's never been to the hood or to the areas that i've ever been to even though he a kid um you know i just i just already know that, that i'm gonna keep him out of those type of environments and the shit that i'm teaching him now 
he had never had to be around nothing like that. It's going to always be, you know, the, the, the type of shit that he's supposed to be around. Nice, nice. Even monitoring their friends. I noticed <coughs> that with my daughter, I got to keep an eye out with, which kids she's hanging out with. Like she's been caught smoking weed at 12, suspended for smoking in the bathroom at school, all this shit, you know, yeah. pulling those fast ones. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the hard thing about keeping them sealed from shit, it, it makes them more curious. Um, yeah. Anything about it. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. How long ago was it when um, you ended up getting shot? You were driving down the road and someone popped at you. Yeah, this was, um, what the fuck, we in December right now. This was April 20th for this year. Oh, so that's, that's just recent then. Yep, yep, yep. Eight months ago. Well, how'd that happen? Can you take us through that night? I was leaving a, a, a pop-up shop. Um, a friend of mine was uh, doing some vendor shit up there with a, uh, some weed shit that he had going on. And um, I was leaving. Somebody must have called somebody and let some, let them know that I was there. And uh, while I was leaving, I was at the light shit. Somebody pulled up on the side of me and got to shoot. Oh, I got hit five times. Oh, five times on that. Oh, damn. Uh-huh. And you were by yourself? Yep, I was in the car by myself, yep. Shit. Did you uh, have to wait for the ambulance or did you just go right to the hospital? Shit, I got out the actually, it's, I got the whole, uh, the fucking whole video from start to finish in my documentary. I, they recorded it from a, um, a green light camera that was across the street at a restaurant. But um, <clears throat> no, I didn't, I wasn't able to, I crashed um, and I got out the car, shit, ran across the street um, and some people helped me, uh, shit, not. I was waiting on the ambulance, but they was taking a long ass time. The police ended up pulling up and taking me to the hospital. Oh, damn. Man, if you don't want to see a nigga dead or in jail, support what a nigga doing, man. This is what a nigga real life be like. Tire flat. Shit. You've been sitting on these niggas your whole life, man. This is what they try to do, man. They try to move you out the way. No matter what the fuck you doing. Stay out of nigga way, everything, man. Shit crazy, man. It's almost that time of the year, man. Y'all got to stay out these bum-ass niggas way. They going to try it. And some niggas be professionals, man. Everybody don't be rookies. Come with little pellet guns and BB guns and shit, man. Some niggas come with them crowd pleasers, man. So y'all be safe, man. Stay dangerous, man. Stay out these lame-ass niggas' way. Do that for me. You, you're working on a documentary. Can you tell us anything about that? When's that coming out? I'm thinking like 2023, um, probably like mid or end of 2023. Um, I was just documenting my recovery from when I got shot to like up until like I did my first show. But when I watched Lil Baby documentary, I had noticed that he was filming his shit for years. So I'm like, it's really no rush. It's only about to keep getting bigger and bigger. So I could, should keep on documenting so it, to make it better. But yeah. yeah, I got all type of shit in there, man. Um, from before I got shot to, uh, I did a, um, an interview in the hospital after I got shot. I got the fucking footage of me getting shot in there. I got the interview, I got me interviewing um, both police officers that took me to the hospital. I got the lady that recorded the video that went viral of me. Um, I interviewed her. I got all type of shit in there. Wow. Something for people to keep an eye out for then. And I'm sure you'll be advertising that yeah, on your but, IG and everything. 
Yeah, hell yeah, of course. I'm I'm rolling that out like a fucking movie. I probably have it on Tubi yeah. or something. And I'm Beautiful. sure you're gonna have some of your own tracks on there as well. Yeah, definitely some unreleased shit. I forgot I just had fucking surgery like four days ago, so my shit's swollen. It wasn't like this. I just had surgery the other day. What was the oh, surgery shit. for? Um, like some cosmetic shit on the outside, so my left side can look like my right side. Um, okay. It was like open kind of so they went in and stitched it up and fixed that is 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 that injury from this year or was that from down in houston that's from this year that's from this year oh shit this year yeah because you 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 got in trouble down in houston too right uh i wouldn't say trouble i got shot down in houston Uh, yeah they tried to um somebody tried to rob me for my jewelry when i was leaving seaside uh and that happened. Oh shit! You can't go anywhere these days without having fucking people trying to run up on you. Yeah, definitely. I was just—I just was out of town, too comfortable. That's all. I—I I, I put my blame myself for that situation, but they didn't get nothing. No, eh? they didn't get nothing off you. That's good. No, oh, I suck at math, but yeah. So in total, you've been shot six times. No, in t- shit, I got shot five times this year. Uh, that time in Houston, I got shot four times. And in 2013, I got shot one time. So I've been shot a total of ten times, as far as oh. bullets going into me. <laughs> wow, damn! You're yeah. a fucking walking miracle right now. Tell me about it. I ain't trying. I'm not trying to um, test it and test it again. No, no. (laughs) How long was that? Like, obviously, it's ongoing. But how long was that recovery process for you? Like after after this last one, after this last incident uh, that happened in April, I, I, I probably was in physical therapy all the way up until we in December. I think I stopped going to therapy like in. September or something, so that process was like maybe five months, but it's still. I mean, no, it ain't ongoing. I'm 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 as good as I'm as I'm gonna be from that. So I guess the, that recovery process is over. But shit, the 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 incident from Houston is like still like that bothers me more than the incident from this year. Really? Why is that? <laughs> um, my sciatica nerve damaged in my leg, so my fucking my foot just be bothering me um i got shot in my mouth when i was down there so i don't i got a plate in my mouth i don't got no teeth on this bottom right side so um shit i got shot in my neck down there um those injuries just was more i feel like even though this shit happened with my eye i think those injuries was just like a little more traumatic than this time did did you lose consciousness when that took place um, when I got to the hospital, I feel like both incidents, when I got to the hospital, I don't remember if they like induced me and put me to sleep, but I remember everything up until I got to the hospital and then I went out. Damn. And I know exactly what you mean about that fucking sciatica. I used to do some pro fighting and oh, I yeah? got my, yeah, I got my back hurt and I, I, I do a sneeze the wrong fucking way sometimes. And all of a sudden, I'm having a hard time walking because my sciatic's all pinched up. Yeah, this shit crazy, man. I got shot in my fucking thigh and my foot. I didn't, a bullet didn't even touch my foot, but my foot is the most damaged thing on my body. And I didn't even get hit in my foot. That's the crazy thing. Fucking nerves, eh? Man. <laughs> is that the what? only lingering oh. problem that's left 
from those from those injuries? Is it just the the leg, the foot? Yeah, that bothers me. Yeah, that's it. Everything else, I've like I've come to to terms with it and kind of can can deal with everything. That's pretty much it. The only thing that bothers me. Has it changed really how you moved? You got security with you now? Is it anything like that? Yeah, hell yeah, it changed everything. God, it, it's 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 a lot of things that I did that I don't do at all anymore. Um, places I don't go, just you know, just to be on the safe side. Uh, shit more way more serious now so i i kind of gotta you know i gotta move like that security um shit just who i have around me constant 360 awareness it's like you can't let your guard down these days anywhere it's these it's these kids that are doing it too half the time running yeah. up on you with that shit it, it when i was a kid you didn't have to worry about another kid pulling a gun on you. It was usually the teenagers. But like when I was like, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, it wasn't anybody my age doing that shit. It was usually the older kids. But now it's right. like th these little kids are getting caught bringing those fucking things to school, doing all that shit with it. Yeah, man. These motherfuckers dumb as hell these days. Yeah, they're trying to live GTA. Definitely. What are you working on right now, music-wise? Honestly, I haven't been working on nothing, man. My my next three or four tapes is pretty much already done. So only thing I really work on is like rollouts and marketing shit and, you know, um, collabs. Who can I get features from to like complete the projects that I already have done? Um, but yeah, I'm not really working on nothing right now. If I'm being honest, like I said, my 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 next three or four tapes are already done. Yeah, that's smart, man. You got them in the bank, then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Who who you want to work with the most right now? Say if so, if you could pick up that phone right now, anybody. Um, I want to. Of course, everybody gonna say Drake. Uh, you know, he <laughs> turn. He gonna take motherfuckers to the next level. But uh, Boston Richie, Future, um. Uh, ESTG, um, it's a lot of people, man, um, that I know that I'll make some crazy ass music with. Yeah, SZA, yeah. I want to do something with SZA. Uh, like I'm, I'm real big on like female artists, Koi the Ray, motherfuckers like that. People that I like doing shit with people that people wouldn't think that I would make music with. That surprise hitter. Yeah, definitely. Right on. When you were growing up, what was like some of the like biggest influences on you? Like, do you have anything that somebody said to you that stuck in your mind? Something that you always, you always kept part of you with? I don't remember any advice from anybody in particular, man. My my biggest motivation was always like I started making money early, so I started seeing how people treat you when you have money and how people treat you when you don't got money. So. I've always, like, that always stuck with me. Um, like, people treat you like you're not shit if you don't have it. And people treat you like a king if you have it. So I I like being treated like a king. So, you know, that's always been my motivation. Yeah. Are we able to talk about that drug case? Yeah. Yeah? How long were you uh, slanging, slanging the H before you ended up getting caught with that? Probably a couple of years. That happened in 2014. So not, probably not even a couple of years. Probably about a year or two. Yeah, about a year, oh. year and a half. And did you just jump right into that or were you pushing like the green or anything beforehand? 
weed always was my thing, man. Weed always was my thing. I, I, it's always been a nice profit, not a lot of time with the weed. So that's always was my favorite uh, with the H that just came. So I think somebody introduced me to that and I, I just, I'm a, I'm a, a math guy. So I start seeing the numbers and thinking about the numbers and that kind of latched me to that. And now that you're getting legal money, do those numbers compare? The numbers are the same, pretty much. Nice. But I can't go to jail for it. I can, I, <laughs> with with that shit, I can't promote it and let everybody else, let everybody know I got it. And you know, with with all of this shit, I can. I can tell everybody I got it. I can market it. I can promote it. I can roll it out. With that shit, you can't. So, you know, it. it I feel like this is way better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're still the dope man, but you're giving those beats instead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Still can middleman. I'm doing the same middleman and shit. Still the, the plug is in Pakistan with the merch now instead of getting it from a motherfucker here. It's just everything in that world is just transitioned over to this world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and not only that, you're setting such a good example for your kids, too. On top of that, people don't realize our kids see everything we fucking do. Even when we try to hide that shit, kids see it all. Yeah, and they're looking at you. Dope. Yeah, yeah, for Real damn sure. Smart. They're so smart. And now they're looking at you. And, and do you see any of your children following in your musical career? Um, yeah, the one that I said just like me, um, he I had him early, had him over here with me earlier today. He was down there trying to ask me could I record him. Um, yeah, he, I got like I said, I got one that's try to do every fucking thing I do, so I gotta watch him. Oh yeah, <laughs> it could be dope and it could be trouble at the same time. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> for for the kids that are growing up in your old area. Or in areas similar to that, what's a positive message that they could hear from LOM Rudy right now? Um, it's just it's a thousand other ways to 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 make money and to 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 get out of the streets. Uh, I mean, it don't necessarily got to be sports or drugs. Um, and you know, outside of the drug world, it's only so many drugs, and it's a thousand ways, other ways to get money. So the the, the opportunities outweigh all the illegal shit you know now that i'm sitting just thinking about it it's to every drug is a hundred other things that you could be doing that can make you the same amount of money if not substantially more like it's it's crazy like i wish i would have knew back then what i know now yeah and that's what this podcast is is hearing from people like you that are making it and giving that hope to these kids out there that they, they know they don't got to go running up on kids no more. They can just focus on something and get that good money, legal money. For sure. Definitely. After, after you had your, your last incident, did your relationship with God change at all? Or did you even have a relationship with God beforehand? Um, I've never been a, a very big spiritual person, man. But uh, after this, I like I, I named my last tape God's favorite. Like I, I, I'm starting to. So many people was kept on telling me like you, it, it got to be a reason that you here. Like this shit keep on happening to you and you not dead yet. Like you know, outside of my will to survive, like it, I, I'll start to believe too. I started to believe like 
it got to be a reason why I'm here. So I've been kind of like executing more and being consistent because shit, just like everybody else want to see what the fuck the reason is for me being here, I want to see too. So, you know, um, so yeah, I would say a little bit, uh, I've been kind of, I, I pray a little, a little bit, not a lot. I'm not a very religious person. I don't go to church because I don't, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, I know I still sin and I do shit, so I don't want to go in there and, you know, like everybody else. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, my relationship with God did change in a way. Yeah, yeah. And and that that's typical, too. Like, when, when you have something like that life-changing, there's got to be a reason. They tried how many times on you now, so there, there's something behind it, Rudy. Something yeah, most other people wouldn't be here. No, yeah, I agree. Awesome. Do you have a uh, a title at all, a working title for the documentary that's uh that's coming out? I'm calling the documentary "Guys Favorite" too, just like my just like my tape that I just dropped. So that's gonna be "Guys Favorite," just the documentary. Nice, dope, dope. Before we close out here, bro, is there anybody you want to give a shout out, throw their flowers to? Hell yeah, man. For one, I want to shout out NBC, the label, man. Um, Everybody that's been supporting me, um, that's been helping me along the way. Everybody that's ever prayed for me, congratulated me, um, that's supporting what I'm doing. You know, uh, this year I've been, I I got a new uh, slogan. If if you don't want to see me dead or in jail, support what I'm doing. And I feel like a lot of people have been doing that. Anybody that's watching this or going to see this, like I say, you know, it's it's way more, way more things outside of outside of the streets, man, and illegal shit to to get money. And I'm a, a, a walking testimony to that. You know, anybody DM me, I reply to all my DMs. I feel like that's another reason why a lot of people fuck with me. They be like, I can't believe you responded, and I didn't think I thought you was going to ignore it. It be people in there trying to spend their money with me and you know supporting me. So I reply to everybody that DM me, reach out. Um, you know, no matter who they are, they got a hundred followers, a hundred thousand followers, you know, I treat everybody the same. So yeah, man, um, just big shout out to everybody supporting me, man. And been here from the beginning, people that's just coming on board, you know, it's, we got a long way to go and it's about to be there. It's about to be time. Awesome, bro. And I could testify to that. I texted you out of nowhere and you got back to me that same fucking day. I, I texted you right after I heard the first song from you. And I was like, Holy shit. This shit's yeah. dope. All right. All right. And I would have I been got with you if I would have knew that y'all wasn't trying to do it in person. I'm thinking, you know, I didn't know that y'all was in Canada. So, you know, we could have yeah. knocked this out. I didn't know. Ah, but, uh, next time. Yeah, definitely, man. We definitely be able to do something in person next time. Hopefully I get to come to, to Canada soon. Shit. Hopefully they book before a show or something out there. I'll be on my way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, bro, for coming on tonight and spending the night with us, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. You have a great night, bro. Broken Home Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you're still around, hit that subscribe button. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. All right, bro. All right, Rudy. Thank you so much, man. You have a great night, bro. All right, no problem. Y'all too. Later, bro. All right, bye.